crazy with the acoustics got all these good acoustics in here <laughs> in my closet that's not supposed to have any fucking acoustics because of all the foam there's and foam. fabric there's fabric dollies whips comrag comrag shout out to the comrag there's a there's a big old fence um by where i get on my train to go to work mm-hmm. and it has it's like a big tall big tall wooden fence mm-hmm. And a whole, like, two sections of it. Think of an average wooden fence. You know, the sections with the posts that go vertically. Yeah. Um, think of two of those mm-hmm. sections. Mm-hmm. Two blocks of fence. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, huge letters says, Gumrag! <laughs> it's great. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. San Francisco's awesome. We're doing great. Oh, man. Yeah. There's so much. So much tagging. So much graffiti. There's a lot happening in San Francisco right now. Fam, but you know what? We're not talking about San Francisco. About... We're talking about San Francisco today. No, no. Hi, Paige. Hi. 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 We're going to talk about my favorite book of all time today. Hi, welcome to the Internet Podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. We're talking about my favorite book. Well, okay, it's not my favorite book of all time, but it's fucking way up there. It's my favorite, my favorite Crescent Cole joint. What's your favorite book? Oh, yeah. It's the Ghost of Mrs. Mirror. Right? That's not my favorite. I don't really think I have a favorite book. I have hmm. favorites within genres. Like, I, I, struggle because i don't think i read in bulk mm-hmm. you so should, I, yes like, you do so if i when i'm by ranking by book it's like it's hard because i don't think in book i think in series mm-hmm. one whole book one very large very long book um so like malini sings side changeling series definitely up there which if you've if you're new to the the podcast and you're like, Abigail, I just listened to the first Side Changeling episode. You don't sound very enthused. Why the fuck are you saying that? Listen to the second one, because I then <laughs> shotgunned every other book in the series in 30 days, um, and I changed my mind. Anyway, so, like, I don't know, Crescent Cole, like, I, 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 I can't pick a favorite book. I can't pick a favorite book. I have books that I've read many, 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 many times. Um, this is one of them. I think I've read this book at least six times. At least. Including when you finish Seven it. times. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, because cause, cause this is my... It's your favorite. This is it, buddy. You know why? Why? This one's got a ghost. There we go. There we go. Unlock it. There we it. go. There we go. Woo. so spooky. I don't know what that theme is. It's um, Danny Phantom. Oh. You uncultured swine. I watched all of Danny Phantom. I'm not good with musics. How could you watch all of a show and not recognize the theme song? I'm sorry. I was invested in the story. So maybe think about that. No, but it was every time you watched the I show. Why? A lot of stuff going on in my brain. Pondering big questions. I really liked older Danny Phantom when he comes back. When he's evil. Yeah, he's evil and swole. It's good. And he has that sick voice. His goatee. 
His flaming goatee? <laughs> yeah. Literally, what about that sounds like it's not my flavor? None of it, including the flames. Reminder that my favorite, my first, like, fictional crush was Hades from Hercules. So. And he was objectively fucking foul, so I... I have bad taste. But uh, I, not in this, because this one is good. This one is good. A lot of Manchester on the cover. Very strange. Very strange uh, kind of combo, what they're doing here. I like the colors. It's definitely a photo that someone has just kind of done random paint strokes on. Yeah, it's... um. It's just a man. It's just a man. This it's is a not handsome even, man. Not in any capacity how I view my boy Conrad in yeah. it, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his full name? Yeah, his name is Conrad Roth, because, spoilers, we're talking about a Roth brother today. Incredible. So this is a twofer. This is a Crescent Cold twofer, but this is a throwback, because um, the very first, the very first uh, book was about... One of the Roth brothers, Nikolai, who's the oldest Roth brother, and he makes a series of tremendous whoopsies mm-hmm. um, in trying to seduce his fated bride, mm-hmm. missed the coveted Valkyrie. Um, and through him, we we learn that he has, amazingly, three other brothers. And surprise, surprise, they all get books. And one of those books was a previous episode um, with Sebastian and Katerin. Uh, or catering, I don't know, know. Um, and Amazing Race and the whole thing. We're not talking about that today because we're talking about the crazy Roth brother. We're talking about the rogue Roth brother. The Roth brother who really fucking hates his family. (laughs) And I love this book. I love it. I love it because we get so much, we get so much vampire lore. That is not just through the narrow lens of the people we've met so far, who, mind you, are the only vampires we've dealt with in this series so far have been the Roth brothers. Mm-hmm. And the Roth brothers who, first of all, Nikolai has a super narrow view of what being a vampire is. He serves in the forebearer army. He serves the forebearer king, which means that they don't drink from the, the vein. Mm-hmm. They are forbearing. from. They only drink dead blood. They drink blood from cups. Essentially, they use cutlery. Mm-hmm. Um and they are they have been effectively locked out of the lore which is the wider cultural supernatural world mm-hmm. no one likes vampires because they assume all vampires are evil because mm-hmm. most vampires are evil mm-hmm. the forebearers are not Mm-mm. because they haven't gone insane from drinking from people directly mm-hmm. but the rest of the world ain't down with that in general and they mm-hmm. don't trust that that's mm-hmm. brand new and they're slow to change mm-hmm. um and so they don't really know anything about the world they exist in they're fighting tooth and nail to get more information and that right. doesn't start to happen until the men in this army, Nikolai being the first, begin to find their mates in women and whoever who are actually a part of the world. And then they slowly start feeding them information. They start to learn more and they start to become actually a part of the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Sebastian was the other vampire that we had a book with so far. And he knew even less because he'd been locked, self-imposed isolation uh, in, a, in a derelict Russian castle that he just owned oh. for the last 300 or whatever the hell years. Um, not great. Not great. So he didn't really know what was going on. He knew what was going on even less than, than Nikolai. And also he um, is a scientific man and didn't believe in any of it, pretty much. <laughs> um, so uh-huh. That was his whole arc was him coming to terms with the fact that magic exists, despite the fact that he is a vampire and he knows that. Um, so... 
this was nice because we actually get the other side. We get Conrad is a fallen vampire. He's the va- he's the type of vampire that the lore hates. Mm-hmm. He he's the type of vampire that everyone thinks the other vampires are going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he drinks directly from the vein. Mm-hmm. He mercilessly kills people. He's known as an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, he is absolutely bug nuts insane Mm -hmm. he's so crazy he's super powerful he's so crazy and obviously the vampires who are drinking directly from people are actually more powerful than the vampires who don't yeah um but there's a tremendous cost to that and that is that they consume the memories of the people they drain Mm -hmm. um and also their eyes get permanently stained red so everyone Mm -hmm. can see that they've sinned or so whatever um and but you you drain enough people that way, mm-hmm. and your mind becomes a very chaotic place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we encounter this more in the future with a particular character named Lothair, who is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love him. He can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. He does everything wrong. Don't worry. Incredibly about it. wrong. He is the villain of the entire series. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Um, objectively, a terrible fucking person. Uh, but uh, so Conrad. But he's actually in the world. He knows more about the lore that his brothers do for sure um because he's been in it he's worked for the worst people in the lore um and as we meet him he is um super super down with killing his brothers because that is the one thing that's driving him now he has kind of a clock ticking for him um he's been uh, locked in a basically eternal struggle with this um secret order called the Kepslika. Hmm. And the Kepslika have tried and been trying to hunt him down for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they have finally succeeded in that uh they they work with a like a demon who's a he's like a dream demon. It's not really important, except that uh Conrad has been marked by him mm-hmm. and has suffered under a curse. Now the curse is that he will get his most fevered dream and his worst nightmare. Hmm. Um, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't even dream about anything other than blood. So like, whatever. Nothing matters it's to me. Fine. I'm ready fine. to kill my brothers. Um, and he goes to do that. He's been, he's laid a trap, which is basically that he showed up to the same bar like three times in a row. <laughs> solid trap. Yeah, solid trap, Conrad. And his brothers track him down. Um, and they get into a big old fight. Mm-hmm. And who's there? But Bowen McGreef. He oh. helps out. He helps out because he's he's friends with the Roths now, despite Hell all yeah. of that. Um, and who's the he was the subject of the last book? Him and his new wife, Mariketta, the awaited, or I guess Mariketta, the succeeded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's she did the thing she was supposed to do. Um, and um, they 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 help. And unfortunately, Conrad is subdued. Yeah. Um. Cut. What what's cut now? Cut to. Oh. Spooky mansion. We love spooky mansions. We love spooky mansions. I know you love a spooky mansion, particularly a New Orleans spooky mansion. That is that is just the haunted mansion from Disneyland. It is just the haunted mansion from <laughs> Disneyland. It's true. It's absolutely true. So uh the the ninety-nine percent of this book takes place in this mansion. So I thought the- you were gonna say ninety nine haunted. Okay, anyway, sorry. Fuck sorry, up, sorry. Sorry. Um, so 99% of this book takes place in this mansion, mm-hmm. which I love. I, I love I love a really self-contained, like, tiny set. I think that's so fun. Complete opposite to what we got in the last few books, because the first one with Sebastian literally trotted all over the globe because it was an amazing race. And then the Wicked Deeds on a Winter's Night, that one took place in, like, a jungle and then on an island and then in Scotland and then in New Orleans and then all over the place. That's too many places. 
it's fine. I just need a little bit of a break. And this takes place in a spooky mansion. And I love that. And that's it. And the spooky mansion is haunted by a ghost. And that ghost is <gasps> Naomi. 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 I love Naomi. She's one of my, I think, my favorite characters. And honestly, I think it's because she was just human. She hmm. was just a human who, um, on the night of a really big performance and to celebrate the fact that she had just finished um, her building her beautiful home, um, she was throwing a party mm-hmm. and she was brutally fucking murdered mm-hmm. by her ex-fiance mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Stabbed mm-hmm. her in the heart, oh. the base of the stairs, the grand staircase. Oh and she has spent the last 80 years, because that was in the 1920s, uh-huh. she spent the last 80 years... Um, Kind of just haunting her house. Love that. And she's a she's a she's a bon vivant. She was a she was a ballerina in the French oh. Quarter in the 1920s. Very um, very fancy. Yes, very like the whole. She's got a whole vibe. It's fantastic. She loves life. She loved to laugh. She loves socializing. And so she really 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 wants somebody to move into her house. <laughs> she's like, I'm so fucking bored. Please, someone move into my house. Surprise! Guess who moves into her house? It's, it's Conrad! Unwillingly. Because, he just gets sent there. Well, he is shackled and forced into the home that his brothers have bought for his captivity. Now, their plan is to dry him out, essentially. Mm-hmm. They're giving him a month. Because they, they believe... It has never been done before, but they believe that a fallen vampire, a person who has gone insane from drinking directly from the vein, can be saved. And everyone's like, that's impossible. It's never happened. Well, no one's really cared enough to try before. Um, But his three brothers do. And his three brothers are very powerful themselves. They're not as strong as him, but they're together. They're enough to kind of keep him in line. They also drug him a lot. Wow. You did just hit the microphone. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, they drug him a lot. Oh, yeah. So okay. there is also that. Oh. Uh, and he he immediately is like, I'm not fucking going to that spooky house. The house is too spooky for me. What are you doing about that? Except it's more like, Rah! and then like <laughs> spitting and biting and kicking and like breaking the car he's in. And like, it's a whole thing. And they, they it's, it's very fun. The brothers just kind of, they just kind of dogpile him. It's great. It's great. And then they just kind of strap him to a bed and go, I don't know what to do with him now. Um, and Naomi's like, they fucked up my house. Immediately, they like wreck her whole house. Oh, it's no. It's really sad. She's like, my marble. They just tore up all my marble. Marble was so expensive. My armoire. No. no. I polished that myself. Um, I, okay, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. How ghosty is she? She's ghost ghost. She can't feel anything. She's incorporeal. Um, she has pretty good telekinesis that she's practiced for many, many years. She can't really be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, she really struggles to be heard. She gets much better at it um, over time as she practices. But um, it's hard for her. Um, and she has like a compulsion every night of the like waning crescent moon to dance um and then she experiences her death all over again this is just haunted mansion it is exactly it's haunted mansion i do yeah it's great so i don't have you seen have you seen um muppets haunted mansion <laughs> if i haven't seen the muppets christmas story like you think i've seen muppets haunted mansion i bet i'd ask it's very cute yeah no i haven't i don't like talking animals oh but i thought you liked them. Um... Pe- uh, Pepe. Pepe. 
Pepe the King Prong. The Muppet? I mean, I like his look. I like his vibe. But no, I've never really watched Muppets. Hmm. I'm sorry. I was a very advanced child. <laughs> I was watching Inuyasha already. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah. This, yeah. this, this, this sounds like... This so, just sounds like Haunted Mansion. So I'm going to give you... I love that at the end of this book here, we get a quick rundown mm-hmm. of the entire plot. Because Conrad has to explain to his brothers why he needs their help and what has happened in their absence. Because at a certain point, they get imprisoned mm-hmm. and um, are no, they no longer return to the house. It's just mm. him and Naomi. Mm-hmm. And so he has to, to in order to save Naomi towards the end of the book, he has to break them out of prison, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he has to explain mm-hmm. that, A, he's no longer crazy, and B, he mm-hmm. needs her help to get his girl back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, this is a lot to take in, considering you were threatening to rip our heads off ten minutes ago, basically. And he's mm-hmm. like, I understand that. I'm mm-hmm. not crazy. Well, I'm a little crazy, but it's not, not about this. Mm-hmm. So he explains, thusly. Um, Nikolai asks... Why do you think we need to go to a cemetery to find her? Conrad replies, She was a ghost, the one I told you about. But no longer. She died again tonight and might have been resurrected or embodied. Fuck if I know the difference. But the witch, the werewolf, and I lost her body. One of the bodies. Or else I just can't find it. I'm going to go to every goddamn cemetery in the city and listen for her heartbeat. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. So things... Listen, I, I love. I love. Because the entire... The entire book is longing because although it can be frustrating when there it's a slow burn, um, this is such a nonsensical slow burn. It's so fucking bug nuts wild that you don't really feel like it's a slow burn because although they cannot touch for the vast majority of the book, um, well, it has all of my favorite things in it, so I don't give a fuck. Um, mainly, Conrad's a turbo virgin. She's a ghost. From the 1920s, who was at one time a burlesque dancer. And she's a strong and independent woman who ain't need no man. But she does love to sleep with men. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, it's great. And I fucking love this book. I love this book so much. Because basically, Conrad is the only one who can see her. And he... Is it because he's insane in the membrane we don't really know it's just that i get i mean we do know they're soulmates so like yeah okay yeah Yeah. i mean yeah that's it like they just have a connection he struggles at first and then he begins to like once he knows what to look for he starts being able to see her but he really conrad's insane and he knows he's insane so he struggles because he's like is she really there or is she someone else's memory or am i hallucinating because it could be, it's more likely it's one of those two than she's a ghost. Because I've never encountered a ghost before. And, I mean, it's possible in the lore. Anything's possible. But also, oh, uh, how likely. It's much more likely than I'm just seeing things. Um, And she's very intrigued by him. Because she's like, first of all, vampires exist? The fuck? Because she was just human. She, yeah. she, it's like the most supernatural thing she's ever experienced is herself. Yeah. Um. And she lives in this, you know, freaky haunted mansion, and um, she's very lonely. And then all comes in these big, big vampire dudes, ro- Rosalyn, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, spitting Jocelyn. blood at each other, crazy, tearing up her fucking floors. Um, and she's like, "Well, this is at least entertaining. I'm really mad about my house, but thank God someone's here because I can't read the newspaper because it's outside of my reach." 
because it's on the driveway and we didn't throw it on the door. <laughs> That's a big point of contention for Naomi. She's very mad when the paper person doesn't leave it on her doorstep because she can't reach it. Um, and she needs the entertainment. Yep. Um, so Conrad becomes her favorite new entertainment. And she keeps trying to talk to him because she gets the feeling that he can sense her. But he is so feral at first that he is like, senses her there, but he is not coherent enough no. to do that. Um, and he kind of has to, he has to kind of come down from being, from being crazy, from being full on crazy. Um, it's really hard. It's very hard because he is fairly, really mad at his brothers. Do you know why he's mad at his brothers? Why is he mad at his brothers? He's mad at his brothers because, I don't know if you recall the origin story of the Roth brothers, but they were at one point, um... They call them warlords. I don't know how accurate of a title that is. It was like the 1600s in Estonia. They came from a, a prominent noble family. Mm -hmm. And Russia was being a dickhead and kept trying to invade Estonia. And mm -hmm. also there was the plague. So, the plague. The plague. <laughs> the plague. So, um... <laughs> They, their their country was being overrun, and so the Roth brothers took up arms to lead their country to defend their land um, from Russia. Now, they they did done get killed. So, um, Nikolai and Murdoch were at the front lines, and they were cut down in battle. Mm -hmm. In swans in my boy Kristoff, who is king of the forebears. He's a natural-born vampire, which means that he was not turned. He was born that way. Um, and he's going, hey, you're pretty beefy. How would you like to live? And they're like, what's the fucking catch, my good dude? And he says, well, you just have to serve me forever. How's that? How's that? <laughs> and they're like, all right. All right. Sounds good. They make a couple of concessions. They're like, okay, we want to be able to be there for our family, our sisters back home. And, um, you know, we want to be able to defend our land. And Kristoff is like, yeah, it's chill. It's fine. I don't got a problem with that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Your sisters will be dead in like 40 years or whatever. So if you're lucky. Um, so it's not that long for me. <laughs> and so Murdoch and uh, Nikolai head back to their Estonian estate, intending to break the news that they've been turned into vampires to their family, but also to defend their family to you know be with their 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 ailing father and their very very young sisters only to discover sebastian and conrad have been cut down defending their home they are actively dying and also all of their family aside from them their father and their sisters are dying of the plague the plague the plague the plague it's a rough afternoon <laughs> i imagine yeah um and so Nikolai makes the executive decision as the oldest brother. He tries to save them all by turning them all into vampires. Mm -hmm. um, Sebastian, who fights it, who doesn't want it, mm -hmm. uh, but he does it anyway. He forces the blood down his throat. Conrad, who is passed out, he forces the blood down his throat. He does it to all of his sisters and he does it to his father. Unfortunately, his father was too far gone. And also his sisters cannot be turned because it turns out that women cannot be turned into vampires. They can only be born. Um... They can only be born very unfortunate. Very unfortunate for vampires. Mm -hmm. They have a woman problem. Um, because at one point, all of their women were destroyed by a different type of plague. Fun! <laughs> yes. It's just a kind of thing that's mentioned Cressicle a lot. Cressicle really loves the plague. Cressicle really loves the plague, the woman plague. Um, it's mentioned <laughs> more later in the series um, because female vampires are so rare. But mm -hmm. it's 
Um, and no one really knows why. The rumor is that the vampires killed all of their own females, which is like objectively ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the most possessive motherfuckers ever. Yeah. Um, but it turns out we find out much later in the series that it's because there was some sort of plague. And I keep hoping that's going to be explored, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so basically, Conrad wakes up, 1600s Estonia, and he's really mad. Not just like, I'm mad that I'm a vampire mad. I'm mad that I died mad. I'm mad that I now have to drink blood mad. He's like wicked mega super mad. And they're like, whoa, you got some strong feelings, buddy. Uh, listen, I know that you didn't consent, but like, damn dog, maybe chill it for like a minute. And he flies fully off the handle and he just goes. Yep. And they don't see him for like 400 years. Like, he just, he leaves. He went AWOL. Sebastian did the same thing, but he went, he didn't just go AWOL, he became a vampire assassin. Yeah. Like a crazy-ass vampire assassin. I might as well. I might as well. While I'm here, might as well take a sip. And we discover that the reason he went so crazy, and the reason he resents Nikolai so much, and the reason he wants to kill all of them, including their wives, including Nikolai's wife and and, uh, Sebastian's wife, is because he hates vampires. Like, really hates vampires. Mm -hmm. And no one really knows why until they go to give him a shower, because he's covered in filth and blood, Mm -hmm. and they find a tattoo on his back. And it turns out that when Conrad was alive... He was of the Capsulica. <gasps> That's Barbara. <laughs> Babs is sitting in. Barbara's part of the Capsulica. <laughs> um, Barbara's in the sanctum right now. Um, yeah, so it turns out that he was a vampire hunter. Damn. And they didn't know. And then they done, done and did then the they vampire turned him into tame. a vampire. Uh huh. Yikes. And part of the vow of being a vampire, so you get initiated vampire hunter, the, the vow is you get initiated at 13. And at 13, you promise to stay abstinent until you leave the service at 37. Damn. Yeah, damn. 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 Conrad is like 33 or something when he's killed. So. Is she laying on your foot? (laughs) Oh, Barbara's laying on your foot though now. Babs is doing heavy head on my foot. I can't move Mm -hmm. it now. Yeah, you're stuck like that forever, fam. Sorry. That's okay. Aw, he's cute though. Anyway, um, so Conrad's mad. I would be Conrad's mad. Conrad's big mad. And also, they keep talking about how he's a virgin in front of this hot ghost he wants to fuck. <laughs> I'm sure she finds it kind of hot though. She l- fucking loves it. She's like, Are you? He's gorgeous, he's feral, and he's a virgin? I'm gonna debauch him so bad. It's very good. I love Naomi. Good. good. I love her very much. She's like, I grew up in 1920s New Orleans. I grew up in a burlesque hall. I'm going to wreck your shop <laughs> if I had hands. If only I had hands. Oh, the old refrain, if only I had hands. Um, but alas, even as a ghost, he cannot, she cannot make him aroused because as we know, obviously, 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 vampires are physically dead until they meet their brides mm-hmm. and their heart starts beating and mm-hmm. blood starts pumping again. And they can breathe and stuff and they can get, they can get boners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that hasn't happened to him yet, which he finds mm. kind of strange because he is feeling things he's never felt before whenever he interacts with Naomi. Mm. Um, and they have a series of like, he's kind of a jerk to her at first because he's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also he 
he keeps asking her to get the keys to these like magical cuffs that are keeping him there and she's like no, no. you want to kill your brothers i actually like your brothers so now no. and he's like why you bitch <laughs> pretty much um and so they they have they have those interactions and then they start like doing things like playing card games and playing like twenty one questions and stuff. It's very good. She can't possess his dick. She can't possess his dick. No, no, she can't possess anybody Damn as far it. as I know. Yeah. Damn um. It. And even if she could, it would just kind of flop around like a like a sad snake, huh? That's no good. Um. So, so they're they're at an impasse, and as. His brothers go off. They they he's starting to get a little bit better, um, but his brothers go off to continue to do the thing that they do with Kristoff, which is like fight the vampire horde, which is the bad bad vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, and they leave him there, and then but they are actively breaking their own laws by doing this because the rule of being part of Kristoff's subjects army mm-hmm. uh, uh, service eh, um, is that if you encounter a red eyed vampire, you fucking kill it. You have to kill it. Mm-hmm. There's no alternative. Um, because there's no coming back, or so everyone believes. Yeah. So they are they are betraying their king by doing this, but they're like, fuck it, he's our brother, we'll, we'll do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Secret. Secret. Keep it secret, keep it safe. Shh. And, um, so Conrad, um, realizes that he, he comes to the conclusion that our dear Naomi is in fact his bride. And the only reason he hasn't been blooded by her yet is because of... The fact that she is not physically there. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. That's to tough. Them. That's tough. It's a tough hurdle in a relationship. Someone's not physically there and can never physically be there because they're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, no. One of my favorite things about Naomi is that she likes to steal shit just for fun. Mm-hmm. And so she like takes like she takes Murdoch's wallet mm-hmm. and she takes Nikolai's cell phone and she puts a pebble in their pockets. <laughs> and he's like delighted by it as he watches it happen. He's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Good. That's good. That's good shit. I love you. That's great. Um, but uh, but yeah, she's she's she she like they spend a lot of evenings together talking and stuff, and he starts to try and fix her house for because he's wrecked it badly. Um, and he's still cuffed and stuff, and she does secretly have a key she already stole. <gasps> but she's worried that like her concern at this point is not that he's going to kill his brothers because she's fairly certain he's not going to at this point. Yeah, it's been. Many moons since the brothers were there. They don't know what happened. It's been like a few weeks. And um, there's this big gathering coming up that they had planned to take him to to try and find his bride. Because they were like, okay, how do we get him sane? We find his bride to give him something to focus on. Like, that'll change his whole world. That'll help him. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're right. They just don't know that the bride's in the house. Um, But they don't come back. And that's suspicious. And they're like, oh, fuck, what what happened to the brothers? Um, so Conrad is like, you know what I need to do? I'm pretty sure she's my bride. I have two things I need to accomplish. A, I need to kill the dream demon who cursed me so that I can make sure that nothing fucking happens to her. Because I'm pretty sure my most coveted dream is her and I fucking won't let anything happen to her. Yeah. At the same time, he realizes that, um, he's also being hunted by the Wode brothers. Now, whom's oh. we've met? Yes. Rydstrom and, and our boy Cadian. They are trying to get their home back. Their, like, home demon dimension, which has been taken over by an evil wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he has information that he doesn't even realize he has. He drained somebody who knows how to kill the guy who is sitting on their throne right now. And he knows they're after him, too. Problem is, he has no fucking idea how to access it. Because mm-hmm. it's in there with everything else. So he's like, I don't know. Um, so he's like, okay, I gotta kill the Dream Demon. I probably gotta kill the Wode Brothers. No big deal. Um, and then I gotta figure out how the fuck to get my girl a body. 
So obstacles we shall overcome. First things first, got to get these cuffs off. How do I do that? Well, there's an axe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Conrad has a bad evening. And by which I mean, Naomi is out of the house for like five seconds to go see if she can get the paper. And he goes into the backyard and he chops one of his hands off. <gasps> and she sees him do it. And she goes, what the fuck was that? And he's like, I did it for us so that I could go get, I could leave. because oh, Because the, the cuffs are basically like tied to the boundary of the property uh-huh. so he can't leave. Mm. So he needs to get the cuffs off so he can She leave. had a key. And she goes, I'll be right back. And she comes back with the key. And he doesn't take it well, no. shall we say. No. So the breakup beat. That's the breakup beat. That's the breakup beat is him losing his ever-loving mind. Jesus Christ. And, and his hand. And his hand, which I would be upset too. I'd be upset. She had legitimate reasons, but he wasn't quite in the headspace to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he did just chop off his own hand. And then he asked her to cut off his other one. I mean, he (laughs) did. Maybe he should have talked to her about that Maybe he should have discussed. And then she could have been In a a healthy relationship, we discuss when we're going to chop off our hands. Yeah. Yeah. Conrad's not the best at communication, though, isn't it? No. Yeah. Not at all. No. Mm. Hot, though. Mm. Very hot. Very hot crazy love that about him good flavor good flavor yeah um so basically that's what happens so he does so then then he can leave and so he just leaves because he's really 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 angry and he yeah. said he says some really mean stuff to naomi oh, no. he calls her a pitiful friendless ghost no. he calls her a lap dog who follows him around he says some mean things don't worry he must grovel later it's fine that's fine I like it when they get the grovel. <laughs> I know when you die. I love it. Um, so they 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 part ways, and Naomi is fucking heartbroken because she's in love with him, and also she's now gonna be alone forever again, and that sucks. Until she realizes that she's a strong and independent woman who ain't need no man. She didn't need one before she died. She doesn't need one now. Hell yeah. What she does have access to now is two things. A cell phone Mm -hmm. and the supernatural world. Oh, so she picks up Nikolai's fucking cell phone and calls Mariketta. (laughs) She's like, I don't know who can help me. A witch probably can. Who's in his cell phone? I don't know who that is. Let's call. And so she has a full phone conversation with Mariketta, who's like, hey, damn, am I talking to a ghost? That's cool. That's cool. And she's like, what you want? And she's like, can you maybe get me a body back? And she's like, how much money you got? And she's like, well, I got a lot of stocks, bonds, and diamonds. And she's like, I'll be right over, bitch. Knock on the mirror. And Mariketta comes out of the mirror. Also, Nyx comes along because, again, yep. Nyx, the ever-knowing, our Valkyrie soothsayer, is ready to start trouble and get people pregnant. So <laughs> <laughs> it's- I don't think I'd like her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons that Nick's Nick's choices are troubling. I like her very much. She's obsessed with micro, which I can relate to. Incredible. Well, previously. Anyway, troubling now. But uh so she's like, "Hey, you want to be you want to be corporeal?" She's like, "Yes, I do." You know what? I'm tired of being whatever the fuck I am. I'm done with this. I'm Time ready to be something else. I want to be something else. And she's like, "Okay, I think I can give you a temporary body. The issue is you're going to die horribly, inevitably, at some point. It's going to be very temporary. Like, 
You're so fragile. You'll pop like a water balloon. And she's like, huh. Deal. Because <laughs> Naomi don't give a shit anymore. She's like, I've been here for 80 years. This sucks. I, I don't want to be a pitiful, friendless lapdog of a ghost anymore. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go live it up. And then I'm going to pop like a water balloon, baby. And she's like, okay. okay. And then they do the thing. And it's great. And Mariquette is like, hey, there's a party happening. There's a lore party. Let's go get you some. And she's like, hell yeah. Give me your sluttiest dress. And so they get ready to go to this party. Now, does she have like a normal body? Yeah, she's uh, okay. Like she's so her Naomi is like, she's beautiful. She's like, she's fair. She's French. So she is the bastard daughter of like a high society French nobleman from mm-hmm. like or whatever the fuck 1920s um who knocked up his servant girl and then sent her to america uh-huh. um and who ended up uh being a burlesque dancer herself and that's where naomi grew up she grew up in a burlesque call um and then when her mom died she danced burlesque for a year to pay for her ballet lessons and then became an international ballet sensation um and so naomi's kick-ass very cool um and she's she's be- you know dark hair dark black hair she as a ghost she has like um, rose petals like flow around her head and through mm-hmm. her hair because she died in her own bouquet of roses. Um, and she wears this like silk black party dress and stuff. She yeah. looks very ghostly. She hates that fucking dress. <laughs> As you would, I think, if you wore the same thing for 80 years. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, right? Imagine like dying right now. I, I mean, I'm wearing my Babs shirt, so not so bad. A sweater with a lobster on it. That's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good. I'm sure your, egg, your yes. egg jewelry. Yes, I'm wearing a few of the egg items that Abigail gave me for my birthday. Yeah. Because I am egg. You got complimented in the Neiman Marcus today. Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. When shopping and looking. Sniffing perfumes. <laughs> One was really bad. One was really profoundly, and you sprayed it, and it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It smelled like. A tree's butt. Smelled <laughs> like decay. It smelled. Bit. It smelled like like the worst fake tree smell you can imagine. You ever been into a botanical garden? Yes, like many an, times. Like an indoor one, like a like a arboreum or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and yeah. then like there's a plant that's like on its way out. Yeah, but because it's indoors and like basically it's a giant greenhouse, it you smell it. Unfortunately, yes. That's kind of what it smelled kind of like. Kind of like what it smelled like, and it lingered. It was bad. It stuck to us for a while. I think I accidentally sprayed it on my fanny pack. That'll do it. Yeah. Hey, your fanny smells like tree butt. <laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> uh, I forget where it was. Oh, she's she just been turned into human. Yeah. And they're going to go to that big old lore party. Fun. Where there's like thousands of people. It still seems like an outdoor rave. Like a rave? It's weird. I don't know what exactly was going on. It's just a gathering. Did That's you see? Everyone, you know, they get there. There's demons. There's sirens. There's right. everybody's partying and having a good sticks. time. Everyone's looking to fuck, let's be honest. Right. Um, And two things happen. One, Naomi gets her freak on. Two, um, Conrad goes because he has oh. come to the conclusion that he might have overreacted yeah. um, now that he's calmed down some. And did, he re- did he get another hand? Yeah, he, re- he regrew his hand. Yeah, it's, okay. fine. it's been like three days. So, of course, you get your hand back. Okay, cool. Um, and he, he's decided that actually Naomi was probably just worried about him relapsing and just wanted to protect him. And Fair he's enough. like, shit. Okay. But first things first, I need to make sure I get rid of the Wild Brothers. And I need to make sure I get rid of the stupid fucking dream demon who's on my ass. Yep. Um, so they are probably going to be at this gathering. 
Um. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they are. They are, and so is Naomi, Do, water does, balloon uh, woman. Does Naomi and Conrad, like, lock eyes while, um... Uh, hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. is playing in the background. Oh, I wish. No. Oh, damn. What happens is Naomi almost gets fucking trampled to death because a oh, fight breaks out. Fuck. And then, um, and then, and then Cadian and Rydstrom realize that, um, she's, uh, Conrad's bride when he tries to get to her and his heart starts beating again. Um, and they're like, you have information we want. And he's like, touch my fucking bride i will rip your heads off and he's like okay <laughs> tell us what we want to know and he's like i can't and then he takes her and teleports away with her <laughs> Bye. why he didn't do that to begin with why he decided I... he walks through the crowd like he fights his way through the crowd and i guess he couldn't trace because he he was worried she was going to continuously move Tracing to multiple locations to try and get closer to her still would have been faster and safer than him throwing punches wading through a cr- Anyway, I don't understand it. Plot, I guess. Plot. Um, and then he's like, hey, baby, I got a question. And she's like, what? And he's like, how the fuck did you get a body? <laughs> where did that come from? Where's this meat from? Where's this meat? Where, where, where'd all this flesh and what all come from? And she's like, that's my girly little secret. Shh. XOXO gossip girl. And um, he's like, that's not going to satisfy me. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's Marikita. <laughs> it's fucking Marikita. Um, yeah. So she just doesn't tell him. <laughs> and she's like, listen, are you still mad at me? And he's like, no, I have a really, really hard penis right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his priorities have changed. Yeah. Because now she's, now now she's, she's physically now she's there. Physical, and he's digging it. Um, I don't know the rest of the song. I can't do more jokes, but he's excited about that in a very physical way. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "I'm also down to clown because I've also forgiven you for the mean things you said to me because I've had a lot of mine." And he's like, "Great," Um, (laughs) but also he's like, "I'm really, I'm really excited." Finally, get to have sex for the first time ever. He's never even kissed a girl before. And she's like, "Hey, you're being a little intense right now. Can you go for a walk before we do this?" And so he goes outside and takes a walk. Good for him. Yeah, All right. good for him. Good she's for like, him. Good for she's her. like, you are probably gonna pop me like a fucking water balloon. So you need to calm down. And he's like, okay. And so he leaves. <laughs> and he goes and paces around outside. And then he comes back. And then they have a beautiful moment. And they ha- they do they do they don't have sex right away because he's too excited. Um, but oh shit, other things happen. Does his water balloon pop? His water balloon does pop, and he's momentarily ashamed and then she's like you did give me two orgasms before this i think you're okay and he's like you know what you're right actually and then they make it work later um but he's very concerned about hurting her she's also concerned because here's what she has learned from nix nix makes two predictions nix is having trouble seeing her future but she does see two things one thing is that she is definitely going to die second thing is she's going to die the night that conrad bites her for the first time Mm. and so she's like 
hey, listen, I don't actually mind the whole werewolf thing. I find it, um, werewolf, vampire thing. I find it kind of sexy. Um, however, you can't actually, you can't bite me. And he's like, why? Well, first of all, he's like, that's fine. I wasn't going to bite you anyway. I'm terrified of hurting you. And she's like, cool, 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 cool. Just fucking also just don't like, like wicked, like wicked don't. You will literally he, pop me. Like yeah. And he's like, he's like, why? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Cause she doesn't want to tell him because that would be hard to hear that her expiration date will come on the heels of him biting her. Um, yeah. She wants to live for the moment. She's a bon vivant. She yeah. wants to live for the moment. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. It's French. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so she's excited about it. Baguettes, Eiffel Tower, Beret. I do speak French, but I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> um, and so he's like, yeah, let's, that's fine. And so they have a, they have a blissful few weeks together they have the blissful two weeks where they just go all over the world and they mind you i want you to know in the meantime his brothers are in jail <laughs> yeah can we circle back to that we will eventually we're not there yet that yeah. is the very end of the book so they are in jail but he's like i don't give a shit about that so he winds and finds oh, okay. this girl all over the world and they like make love all over the world and they takes yeah. her to amazing restaurants and finally he takes her to the ballet and she gets to see modern ballet for the first time and there he proposes to her oh and um she says no because she's going to pop like a water balloon at any moment. And yep. she's like, I'm not going to say we'll be together forever and then die tomorrow. I also probably should tell you that I'm going to die It's very so quickly he, here. Yeah. But she doesn't want to do that. So she just says no. And he's like, um, um can you, um, ma'am, can I get an explanation, please? And she's like, no. And he's, and they have, they have very, they have a bad fight. But they don't break up. They're still together. They still go to bed together at night. And they do have sex. And then, (gasps) Conrad bites her. (gasps) Oh, and then she dies. Well, no, he doesn't kill her. That's not, it's unfortunately, unfortunately, he doesn't kill her. Um, It's actually a very beautiful moment where, because a vampire needs to bite his bride. Mm -hmm. Because that's actually the only blood he's supposed to live on. Um, is hers and unfortunately it's merely a portent by which i mean um they have this fight and then he he she's like i can't believe you've done this because she's very upset because now she knows she's gonna die and he's like i hurt you and that's why you're upset and i'm very upset that i hurt you Mm -hmm. and now i'm also addicted to your blood so like this is gonna happen again so we gotta figure this out um and he goes for a walk again and she goes to hunt him down to you know figure out how to she's like okay i need to just tell him what's going on and unfortunately that's when the dream demon and the wode brothers show up oh boy and what through a series of woes and shenanigans, um, she does get just stabbed through Shit. the chest again Shit. when the dream demon uses her as a human shield. And she gets stabbed through the chest by Cadian, oh, who shit. feels pretty bad about that. Because <laughs> he is a nice guy, actually, and would never hurt somebody who's innocent, let alone immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he feels pretty fucking terrible about that. And so he does do that. And then uh, Conrad is upset by this by the fact that she is dying and so with her like final breaths she explains her bargain and he's like you had a temporary body and she's like yes Yes. and he's like so and she's like yeah and he's like oh and he's like okay 
who gave you the temporary body? He's like, she's like, Mariketta. And he's like, okay, let me get my phone. And so he gets his phone, by which I mean he goes to the mirror and he bangs on the mirror until Mariketta's like, fucking <laughs> Jesus, okay. What happened? And Bowen's there like, Ugh. Like, and um garbles in scottish yeah pretty much gaelic grumblings um and uh and and she's like she's dying do something and mary is like i don't ah babs that's a good beat babs i don't know if the microphone's gonna pick that up but that's good thank you she got bars uh no she's definitely got barks <laughs> um so she's like she's like okay i you know what fuck it this is some huge ass spell work but i'm feeling pretty big for my britches right now uh, let's give it a go fuck it she's already dying what's the worst we can do so she also asked for 10 million dollars and he's like yes i will pay literally any amount of money for you to save my wife um and so she works some really big magic and Bowen's unhappy with this because she very nearly gets trapped in the mirror again. Hmm. Um, and to save her, he has to step in front of, between her and the mirror, and her eyeballs burn holes in his body. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very fun. The interactions between Bowen and the vampires is very fun because Bowen's just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, god damn it. She's so powerful and so great, but also, god damn it, um, how, how can I protect her? I'm her familiar. Um, and then, um, and, but then Naomi disappears. And um, that's bad for Conrad. Yeah, for and sure. They realize that Naomi has, in fact, been reincorporated. They just don't know where. And the assumption is in her old ass bone body. Oh, no. Which means she's buried somewhere in New Orleans. They don't know where. Oh, boy. Um, and so Conrad needs his brothers to help him because they know New Orleans better than he does. Mm -hmm. So he freaking drops himself in the middle of the Forbearer Castle, kicks the asses of all of the guards, breaks his brothers out of jail, it explains the situation to the best of his inconsiderability, mm -hmm. um, considering everything and his whole deal hello i'm not hallucinating i do have a wife she was a ghost i was also hallucinating but this is real she she died and then she came back to life and then she died again and now she's been reincorporated again but i lost her so now i gotta go to her graveyard that's what that explanation was yeah um and his brother's like okay I, all right uh, okay uh, okay okay um and christoph the king comes and is like Oh, hey. Hey, so you're the one that I put them in jail about for and what all? And he's like, yes. And he's like, you're pretty strong. You just took out like a lot of my dudes without killing them. Were you trying to make a point? And he's like, yes, I'm stronger than you. And he's like, cool. Um, So I'll let you go if you join my army. And he's like, I fucking hate Russians because Kristoff's Russian. And he's like, I would rather die. Here's what the vow I will make to you, Kristoff. He's like, what? He goes, I won't fight you now. And he's like, that'll do for today. And he lets them go. Pick your battles. Pretty much. Um, with the implication being that now they know that they can save um, uh, some, yeah. some fallen vampires, yeah. whereas before they didn't know that. So now they know. That's good. It hasn't come up again in the series yet, so oh. I don't know. I assume at some point it will. Maybe the next one. Um, I mean, I guess Lothair technically also was. Um, 
So, so Nikolai, who does know all of the graveyards in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you recall from the first book, what does Mist like to do? She likes to hunt ghouls in the graveyards of New Orleans. So apparently we find out their fun pastime together, their bonding activity, their date nights is hunting down ghouls in graveyards. How about that? How about that? True love. Yeah, after a five-year-long boner. Um, And so they go to a bunch of different graveyards until eventually they go to one that's particularly derelict and left to rot. Mm. And they... He believes he hears Naomi's heartbeat and they discover she is tucked in one of those like one of those big Marvel fellas. Yeah. But it's not a mausoleum. It's mm-hmm. one that has like shelves mm-hmm. yeah. and like drawers with the people's in them. Yeah. It's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so he he breaks. She's the... in a niche. She's in a niche. She's on a shelf. She's left a cool. And he breaks it open and they find her inside. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> um, and then they, they pull her out and she's she's Is she her... still a zombie? No, she's she's fully alive. Oh, okay. She's fully alive. Mariketta did it. Oh. And uh, she's in her ratty ass, decrepit, bodily fluid stained clothing. Um gross. Gross. And she's had, shall we say, a, an unfortunate couple of hours in her <sighs> tomb. Um, not good, not good, not no, good. No, that's very traumatizing. Traumatizing, not great. But he rescues her and she's very happy to see him. And Nikolai's like, oh, you were actually, oh, you weren't, you weren't crazy. That's great. Love that about it. Love it. Welcome Love to the it. family. And then Hi. he fucking goes away because he's like, I'm going to leave you do it. Um, bye. Bye. And then he does. And then they, he brings Naomi back to the house and everything's good. Um, and he promises that he will love her forever and ever. There. <laughs> and uh and he and all things are good except small small things small things small things um like the fact that naomi isn't always there and sometimes she wakes up from a dead sleep and she's floating above the bed interesting and things are suspicious and she is worried mm-hmm. about what that means and she's worried that she may Babs. She's gonna try. She's coming up. She's here. Oh, is it time for doggy ASMR? Oh, Jesus. Doggy ASMR time. Barbara. Um, that's intolerable. I can't <laughs> allow that. Um, so, so she, she's like, oh, this, this seems suspicious, but they're, they, they don't want to like risk anything. They don't want to explore anything. She's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. They're just kind of fixing the house. All right. He um, wants to buy the house from his brother, so he kind of has to mend fences with his brother. Um, And then they realize, actually, that uh, Nikolai has already signed the house over to him. Okay, cool. As a wedding present. Um, And stop. Um, And so that's that's great. That's great. That's lovely. That's really great. Till the house... Well, until the house just burns to the fucking ground. So, while Conrad is discussing the house with his brother, um, he realizes something is wrong, and he comes back, and he discovers that the house is in flames. And, oh no, it appears that Naomi has died again, because she is now incorporeal, and she's like, fuck me! And she hears Conrad yelling for her, and she goes to find Conrad, and oh no, a beam has fallen, and he has been staked! 
What the fuck? Which does nothing to these vampires, but it's, it, but it's bad. He could burn to death. That could happen. Um, so she's like, ah, shit. Well, I'm dead and that fucking sucks. They've also gotten married by this point. Don't worry about it. Um, so she's like, I'm going to haul your ass out of this fire, baby. And so she does that with her telekinesis. And then they get outside and he's like, I need you. And she's like, what? And then he sinks his fangs into her and drinks a bunch of blood from her. Which is an interesting thing to do from a ghost. And she's like, hm, I have a body again, don't I? And he's like, you do. And she's like, huh, that's weird. And, of course, out comes Nyx. She's in a tree. <laughs> she's, in a, she's in a fucking tree, just love chilling. The, love her in a tree. Love her in a tree. We love that about her. Um, and she basically is like, I just finally figured out what you are. And she's like, what am I? Am I going to just permanently turn into a ghost one day? Like, am I mortal? Like, what? We don't even, we don't even know. And she's like... Oh, no, no, you're a phantom. And a phantom is a type of lore creature that can... Basically, it's a ghost that's been a ghost for so long, mm-hmm. they have gotten a body back. Oh. So they, like, they can do all the things that the ghost can do. They can teleport. They can levitate. They okay. can do all this stuff. They can turn incorporeal whenever cool. they want. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. You going to keep going? No, no, I'm good. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then she basically is like, you are now an almost indestructible immortal. Like, oh, cool. More powerful than most immortals. Sick. Because she can't be killed in her ghost form. No. Even if they try to cut her head off, she couldn't be killed. No. They could do it in her physical form. Hmm. But not as a ghost. So she's actually incredibly powerful. And they're like, oh, thank God. House is burning in the background. They're like, oh, great. <laughs> Lovely. Great news. That's, That's great. fantastic. And then they're like... Um, cool. So what does that mean if, like, we want to have kids or whatever? And Nyx is like, I didn't get you a wedding present, so I'll give you this. You're going to have many terrible children. Um, and they're like, what? And she's like, the first set of twins will be a lot. <laughs> and oh, they go, no. first? 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 Uh, one of my favorite lines in the book was, um, uh... Naomi thinks to herself, we're going to be together and have terrible, terrible little children. <laughs> Which, honestly, of all the ways to end a book with, like, <sighs> the specter of pregnancy, that's the best way to do it. Because I'm just, like, hilarious. Yes, oh they God. would be awful because they're going to be part phantom, part vampire. They can make themselves incorporeal and they bite. Invincible. Yeah. Sorry, I just burped. Imagine, imagine toddlers who could do that. The fuck that? Be terrible. Nix is like, I'm never babysitting for you. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say about Cressy Cole's books is that although she talks about her characters having children, they never happen. They never have children. <laughs> like you kind of get an epilogue every once in a while. That's just like, and you know, six a years Tommy down the line, they they here. have a you know, he's a loving father or whatever the fuck. That's fine. Um, but otherwise, I don't think Cressy yeah, Cole is a fan of pregnancy. You, as, fucking same. Thank you, Cressy yeah. Cole. As soon as, as soon as pregnancy is like introduced, I'm like, fuck this amount. To a degree, it also, it feels like, A, it's necessary for the plot because one of the points of the Ascension, which is the larger overall thing that's happening in the universe, mm-hmm. which is why all this chaos is happening and why mm-hmm. Nyx is directing things, mm-hmm. is because 
a lot of people are supposed to die. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are supposed to make the new generation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be a evening of the score sort of situation, cosmically mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense to imply that these people who are now getting together are going to have the next generation and it's going to be With a different world. Kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's, that's all fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. But it also feels like a, a way to appease the people who are desperate for babies at the end of their romance novels mm-hmm. um, without actually having to be like, and also she was pregnant. Yay! Even though they're immortal and they have literally all the time in the world to have babies, they're going to have babies right away. <sighs> Bitches be loving families. Bitches do be loving families. Yes. Barbara, this is this is too much. This is why you're not allowed in the sanctum. It's place. true. This is why she's a bad recording animal. Yes. Hear the belly slap. The belly. Okay. So that's the end of the book. It's one of my favorite oh, books. Right. I love it. I love the ghost. I love Conrad. I love all of it. I think it's very, very fun. They're definitely going to pick up the scratching on the mic. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, I just, I think I love that it's a really self-contained plot. I love that it's relatively low stakes, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's high stakes for them, yeah. obviously. But, like, not high stakes for the world. There's not a huge world, you know, thing happening. Unlike with, with like, Mariketta, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot that could happen if, you know, she doesn't meet her destiny and what all. That's this why is I like Cressa just... Cole so much, because she has something for everybody. She really does. She really does. That Except for just... people who, like, want pregnancy within... Yes, she doesn't have that. Love that. <laughs> In fact, she it's... explicitly does you know not. What? It's her and Janine Frost. It's her and Janine Frost, yeah. That's like, fuck them, kids. I think also Gina Showalter, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to all three of those authors, because... Same. I just, it doesn't make sense if you're fucking immoral. Like, it it makes sense occasionally. Yeah. I don't know, like, depending on the personalities, I think, like, a couple or two, yeah, would want to have kids right Yeah, no, no. Sure, 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 And then, like, no shame to, like, those who like it and, like, those who write it. I just... It's just not for me. I I don't like it. I just... I don't like it. I just... If you are... I've got to put my dog away. Um, If you are... If you are going to live for many, many, many thousands, untold thousands of years... And you are 23, <laughs> and you just met your soulmate. Mm-hmm. There's no need. You're not going to have fucking kids. You're going to be, you're sounding like your biological clock is ticking. If anything, what's addressed in the books a lot is that they're like, you should wait until yeah. you're fully transitioned into being an immortal. Mm-hmm. So there's no risk of you fucking dying mm-hmm. during pregnancy. Like, because that's a thing that can happen. Anyway. Got a lot, got a lot of feelings about it. It's a good book. Sounds like a good book. Dark needs at Night's Edge. Love me some haunted mansion romance. It's there's a <laughs> there's a copious amount of ghost stuff. There's a lot of talk of her her funky house. Um, she does a lot of fun ghost things just for fun of just to be silly about it. Um, she's a great personality. Her character is amazing. I love her character. She's just like. Oh, fuck yeah, there's supernatural stuff? Hell yeah! I'm a ghost. I don't know where I fit in here, but I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Vampires are cool as shit. Um, and she loves, like, all the people who lived in her home, and she wished that they had all stayed, and she's like, I wonder if these hot young men are, like, the confirmed bachelors who moved in in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. Love that. Yeah. Um, so it's a good book. If you only read one of these, I think this is... 
maybe one of the best standalone ones mm-hmm. because it's so self-contained and mm-hmm. you do get a taste of like what else is going on. Yeah. But it's for the most at its part. heart, it's just Conrad and Naomi in this big old house. Love that. And her being a ghost. And it's not and a him being a vampire. And it's not a mansion. So something for everybody. Even us Disney snurbs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. This Yay. is the end of the twofer. The Crusty Cold twofer. So glad to be back in the hole. It's a good hole. It's a good hole. Wet. Good wet. Yeah. Love that wet hole. <laughs> so, uh, playables. Follow me on Plug a- that hole. Anyway. <laughs> Follow me on page. Use it. That's incomprehensible. <laughs> only to dogs. <laughs> Which, honestly, are the only followers you need or want. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Pagehues, P-A-G-E dot H-U. I'm lightheaded, dude. <laughs> There's not a lot of oxygen in here. No, we've been talking in here for a long time. It's only been two hours. <laughs> P-A-G-E dot H-U-E-S. Go follow my cats on Instagram, too. I still haven't figured out a name, but they'll be <laughs> I up. assume at this point you will have figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have books out. You do have books out. So, you can buy those. <laughs> Great selling. I'm good at this. Uh, I got a novella collection, Fragile Beings. Concert Glory comes out, like, next week in yep. your time. We're, um, I'm sure y'all will be excited about that. Yeah. Listening um, to this right now. So. Gotta go buy them. Go read them. It's, they're, they're so good. They're so good. I think they're good. People seem to like them. Um, I think they're fun. I got big dudes with claws. I got cool ladies who are really smart and take no shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a near future paranormal San Francisco. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want. Someone compared it to Sarah J. Mass meets Hunger Games meets um. I don't know about that. Well, the specifically the districts, the like broken up country. That was also that was like Hunger Games implies something. Very different. <laughs> but but it, but it but is an alternate underst- United I, States. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's good. Yeah. I've read them. Go read them. I They're prefer good. a combination of like Cressley Cole meets Nalini Singh. Mm. Like yeah. alternate near future with paranormal elements. Sprinkles of Ruby Dixon. A lot of paranormal. A, a big cinnamon roll hero Ruby Dixon style. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... If you yeah. like any of those things, get on it. Um, all the links and stuff are, are below. I think they're, they're good. good. You can get them in Kindle Unlimited. You can also get the paperbacks. Paperbacks are pretty. Um, they're so pretty. We can get the ebook. They feel or good. You join my Patreon, where you can get all of these things months and months and months in advance. Um, Patreon is fun. Yeah. So Patreon.com/slash/WorksbyAbigail. Do it. Yeah, do it. All right. That's it. All the other links, social stuff, email, PO box, all in the description of the episode. So click that. All right. That's it. We need to get some fucking oxygen in here, fam. All right, goodbye! <laughs> Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.